I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Heron, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I'm your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I discuss a film from his filmography, which we are working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing Generation Um. I'm glad to welcome back David Giannini to welcome, to discuss this. Uh, I don't even... I don't even know what to call it. Anyway, how's it going, Dave? Uh, better than uh, a day or so ago when I was watching Generation Um. So. Jesus, I know. Oh my god. All right. So, yeah. Um, wow, I don't even know where to start with this thing. It's really horrible. I'll say that. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, I'm sorry if you if you have been following along with this podcast no you, you know what someone else has to suffer you should all yeah. pause this and spend the 97 minutes that we did on amazon prime <laughs> it's free as long as you have amazon and uh watch generation um and suffer like we did i think this is that's the best thing i can say about my experience watching this was free. that i didn't pay for it you paid in um, your time you paid <laughs> i i definitely i definitely paid it wasn't money uh but i mean i could have but i guess i spend you know, whatever, how much money per year on Amazon Prime, and I could have watched something else. Mm-hmm. So, I, anyway. Uh, I mean, it's 97 minutes, but it felt like four hours. Yes. Uh, it was the longest 90 minutes <laughs> of my life. I mean, like, it almost sounds like we are um, we are going too far, but we're not going far enough. Like, this is, what, this is one of the worst movies I have seen in quite some time. Like it was. I mean, yeah, I have never walked out of a movie. I've I've never like stopped a movie and not finished it. But this, if I didn't have a podcast to record on, I might have. I might have just turned it off because I was just like, "There's nothing here." Like, no, this tested me. Yeah, this, uh, and I'm pretty forgiving. I mean, I can right. I can deal with a lot. I typically it takes a lot for me to dislike a movie or especially to hate one. And <laughs> this one, it's one of the few that I can just say. I hated my experience with it. Yeah. It was punishing uh, literally no redeeming value yeah. whatsoever. You know what? Something I found really funny is I always I try at least to pay attention to like opening lines in movies because um, I think, you know, in a good screenplay that kind of sets the tone. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think uh, it was funny to me that in this movie, the first se- at least the first set of lines is uh, a woman screaming shit over and over again as if to warn you. That what you're about to watch is, in fact, shit for 97 minutes. And I kept thinking about that through the movie. Like, you know what? The the screenwriter warned us. They they set the tone and they just continued it for for more than an hour and a half. Well, I mean, literally in the first minute, and not even, I'm not even exaggerating there, in the first minute, 
It's the worst character of the movie in a movie full of just terrible characters Mm -hmm. screaming at you and singing a song about shit (laughs) in the back of a car. And then like, so like, like Keanu slams on his brakes to get her to shut up. And I'm like, that's the only part of the movie that made me go like, okay, yeah, I would have done that too. I mean, this could have been a great one minute movie if uh, that happened and he just uh, crashed full speed and everyone died. It would have been great. It would have been fantastic. It would have been better than what we got. I mean, I think the way that the thing that kept occurring to me while watching it was that it felt like some shitty student film of someone who's never done it before, thought they were trying to make a, like, the world's worst version of a Linklater movie, like, the before, you know, like, just, like, of people hanging out, like, that slice of life, like, kind of, or just, you know, experiential. Right. I mean, that I would hate. And I think that it's like, okay, if a 22-year-old did that, okay, I could forgive him. But this guy was, like, in his mid-40s, so I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and he wrote the screenplay, too, so everything is his fault. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and I... Uh, so it's funny, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, Keanu is Keanu, so I mm-hmm. like looking at him. I like... But in this one, it's it's not even... I don't know how much I could... Usually I can forgive him, like, say, oh, maybe, you know, it's not on him. But, like, I feel like he had to have read the script, so he had to have wanted to do it. And I just, I don't know what was wrong with Keanu. Maybe he thought no one would see it, and it was, like, an easy little paycheck. Uh, One good thing is that this is the first and last uh, feature film that that director has done. So sometimes when you make a really bad movie, the right thing happens, and you don't get another shot. So. That's yeah. That's another yeah. These uh, these positives from this movie are fairly depressing. But uh, I mean, we in some ways we did kind of know what we were getting into. We had heard the movie was bad. You told me what the movie was, and I sent you the Rotten Tomatoes of zero percent. Uh, so I was like, okay. Uh, but I don't think I really realized how bad it was going to be. Like this is kind of on another level. This is when people complain about mumblecore movies. This is what they're thinking about. This movie. This is the example. Well, it's like of someone. Bad it's like someone saw a Duplass Brothers movie and was like, "I can do I that. can make that, but fucking horrible." But it, you But I can write it in like ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing of. Okay, not nothing of interest happens. Just there are no compelling characters. Even Keanu. Keanu is. I, I read a review that uh, likened this to sad. The sad Keanu meme. The movie, and that's pretty much what it is. You know, there are extended sequences of him grabbing a camera and filming his feet uh, walking around the apartment for no real reason. And and that's the thing about this movie is, like, things happen, but there's no reason for them. There's no – not even, like, a, every action, there has to be a reason. But in the in the crux of a movie, you have to be telling some kind of story, and I just don't think they're telling a story here. No, it's it literally is nothing, and that's the weirdest thing about it. It's like – and it feels like we're, again, it feels like we're exaggerating. And I heard, again, every time I had heard about this movie, it was like, it's terrible. But I feel they completely undersold just how inept it is at being even, and like, I get it if you want to make an experimental movie where nothing happens. Like, okay, but there's got to be some kind of artistic value or some kind of, because even the shots, there are, early in the movie, there's there's these shots that literally signify nothing, and but you can tell that he thought... They were like brilliant, <laughs> yes. subversive, artistic shots. Like there's this one with uh, so the girl. So there's basically 
It's Keanu and his two, uh, you know, millennial girlfriends. Uh, and they, uh, but then they, like, you, you don't know their character names until halfway through the movie. Uh, but there's a blonde and a brunette, so that's, we'll just refer to them as that for now. <laughs> that's how you uh, tell them apart. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the blonde, uh, played by Adelaide Clements, who's a very, who's a very good actress. She was great in the show Rectify. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be in the new... Uh, Watchmen series, so like, and you can just, see I, that here. You can see she has talent. Like she, yeah, is, she's the one that's like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, she and she's got a good presence, even if the director. It almost just seems like this direct, this middle aged director wanted to shoot naked twenty somethings again. Creepy. All right, but the so there's a shot early on of uh, her out of focus to the left of the the frame. And a big painting in the background, and it's the it's. I was like, I. What is he trying to say here? And it would be one thing if it was just a throwaway shot, but it's literally, it's for a few seconds, so it's an extended right shot. And I was like, what is this? And that's basically the movie uh, in a nutshell. That it's like stuff is happening, but you have no idea what it's supposed to mean, and it's not even nice to look at. So it's. Yeah, and honestly, if you had told me there's a movie with Keanu Reeves and two women and there's going to be a lot of sex and a lot of drugs, I'd be like, that sounds great. I would watch that. Absolutely. And the, and they somehow make sex and drugs boring with Keanu Reeves. How, how is, does that happen? How is that possible? <laughs> like, I just – I don't – there is so much like this – Throughout the entire runtime, like I, and you can always tell when a movie is bad if you're constantly checking how much time is left. Yep. Uh, and I, I must have done this like ten times. So that's like you know every nine minutes or so. I was just like, oh my god, how far along are we? Because nothing has happened, and I don't like. I could not care less if anything good or bad happened to any of these characters. No, I I did. I literally I wanted them to all. Uh, die in a fire in his really horrible <laughs> apartment. Like, I would have been... Right. And at least that would have ended happily. Like, okay, yeah, good. These horrible care And uh, there's even... A, there's an extended shot, like a minute and a half scene of Keanu eating a cupcake in real time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but me describing that sounds... That should be amazing. That does it's, sound great. It's, it's, it's not. It, <laughs> no, and it's it's not even like... He's not sexually eating it. He's not... It's, it's just gro- it's just like it's just and it's not even gro- it's just eating a cupcake like the way a normal person would and that's not what you want to do in a movie and like why why like everything in this movie I just found myself asking that like why why am I why are we watching this what is why? and there's a shot yeah and like I guess he has two dollars and so that's basically the only thing he can afford to eat is that little cupcake uh, but ultimately I mean so obviously the title. Uh, is Generation Um, which is a terrible fucking title. And I guess it's supposed to be that, yeah, like, oh, because, you see, millennials don't care about anything. Uh, uh, and there's this early where he's sitting in his apartment and there's TV news report in the background saying record unemployment. Like, this movie is filled with awful, unsubtle subtle. things like so that. Subtle. subtle. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, things are bad. And then it's also, I was confused how old Keanu is supposed to be in this movie. Because there's one point, later on, there's a, like, a line, throwaway line, and someone says, like, how old are you? So basically, he's supposed to be older than most of these characters in the movie. But there's part where his mom sent him a uh, birthday card with a check in it. So, like, what mom sends their middle-aged son a $75 check in the birth- in the mail? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It's like, you know, I, I get it. Like, Keanu is ageless. He could play anything. He play any age. But, like, when you have him looking like he does in this movie, where he's kind of unkempt and, you know, it's kind of got the permanent five o'clock shadow mm-hmm. and the hair isn't in the best shape. Even though if you look at the, I'm actually looking at the poster right now and he looks beautiful. Of course, that is <laughs> not what he looks like in this movie. So he's going to look his age, maybe a little bit younger because he is Keanu, but he's still going to look at best like in his late 30s in this mm-hmm. movie. So there's an obvious gap there, but the movie doesn't reckon with that at all. He, they right. have him play the part as if he was in his, you know, early to mid twenties, like these other two female characters, and you know, there's a there's a whole sequence where he's filming because he like randomly steals a camera. Oh yeah, like, I mean, oh. if we actually run through the plot here, oh, God, it's and, insane. And, and it was one of those to... where like, well, it happened because we need a camera, and he's right. too poor to have a camera, so he's going to steal this camera from these people. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but there's you know a sequence where he's kind of interviewing these two women and kind of asking mm-hmm. them about their past and, you know, in some cases saying some pretty hurtful things, you know, about their choices in men right. and their choices in life. And I think there is actually some interesting stuff in there. And I feel like the writer and director wrote those five minutes and then decided to attempt to build a movie around it. And it just never, ever came together. Everything that happened was just leading to this one moment but none of that made sense to lead to that moment. Like he needed some, he yeah. needed to come up with the the idea for this, and then have someone else write it. And God, someone else direct it. Because you mentioned these like supposedly artistic shots. Not only that, but it feels like it feels like there's nine different qualities of camera being used in this movie. Yeah, where it's just like, why did you choose that there? Like, there's no reason. Like sometimes directors will use different cameras and have an actual reason for it. And this was just like, uh, well, we couldn't rent the camera that day, I guess. So, uh, we'll use this one. And it was just like everything, none of it, you know, made sense in any kind of narrative or even aesthetic way. Like it would be one thing if like, Oh, it doesn't make sense narratively, but it looks cool. It doesn't even look cool. It looks bad. Yeah. And there, and there are these shots of like, or there's one part where like Keanu's like driving on the bridge and he like sticks his head out the window to listen to the train to like get lost in the, like, and it's like, okay, yeah, that would be, that's a, in a good movie, that would be a memorable yes. shot and it could be effective, but it literally, it doesn't mean anything because yep. we don't know anything about this character and we never do learn anything about this character apart from the fact that he is sleeping with these women and he has a weird relationship with his mom. Yeah. And like, I thought it was, it, it, whenever you think that, oh, maybe this is going somewhere, it never goes anywhere. Like for a far, for a good chunk of it, like, oh, this is going to end with Keanu killing himself. Right. Like, that's what I kept thinking is like... Or someone killing themselves. Yeah, or like someone it, something really horrible happening. And yeah. I go, oh, I see. All of this nonsense that we've followed meant something, at least. Right. And but then you it have, literally never happens. You also have all these like random throwaway characters. Like They're all pretty terrible. Like Daniel Sanjata is in this movie very briefly, uh, essentially to count money and ogle a waitress, I guess. So yeah, these, yeah this is my note like, during that scene. I said, Keanu goes to have breakfast at four in the afternoon... His boss or something, who's a criminal or something, <laughs> collects receipts or something. Yeah, it, you know, it just, it makes no sense. You know, it was one of those, like, oh, when I was first watching, because that's very early in the movie, I'm like, oh, these characters will definitely reappear. Um, nope. Nope. Like, they were just there so he could be a bad person? Yeah, I, and I like, get, I, uh, so like, this, so and maybe this, so Keanu could look good in comparison? I don't know. Yeah, and there's this, like, kind attractive waitress that's his age that like you yeah. could closer to his age that you're like oh this is gonna him 
this is going to be a character to, for him to realize that, oh, maybe I shouldn't be spending time with these uh, women. It's both bad, it's bad for both of us, and I'm going to grow and learn. But it's nothing ever happens in this movie. It's insane. Uh, yeah, and that actress is actually a really good actress. She was in Homeland. Yeah, she is. Like, she, you know, she was in Mississippi Masala back in the day. Like, she's really, really good. Uh, and she's there for, like, two minutes to just be nice and bring him pancakes, which, I mean, sounds like a dream. But, like, why is this <laughs> Why is this here? <laughs> yeah, and, and all of these shots are meandering. Like, there's this stuff, like, we're, like, he's literally just standing, he's sitting there eating breakfast. And, like, again, a... But it doesn't seem like he has any intention for any of this, like, these long, uh, matter-of-fact shots, like, you could think, like, but then some other stuff later happens, it's so ridiculous that you can't, uh, it doesn't feel real. So, like, that grounded, uh, cinema verite-esque, <laughs> but it's not even that. It's, I was like, it, I think you're giving him a little too much credit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I, the whole movie, because I always try and search for something, Something mm-hmm. to hold on to, something that's good. Because, like, I I uh, am aware, and if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know, I can be a pretty negative person <laughs> when it comes to movies. I am a very harsh judge, but, like, I want I want to enjoy something about this. And, like, until the credits rolled, there really wasn't anything. Like, the behind-the-scenes outtakes were cute uh, that rolled during the credits, I right. guess. Uh, but the rest but, of it, just, there's nothing there. Yeah, I mean, there, and, again, this is a movie where... Keanu steals a camera from a flash mob and runs away from people in cowboy hats. With <laughs> That's right. It was a flash mob. And it's, oh, yeah, God. and it's boring. And like, I think the only, again, I don't think it's good, but the only thing that I could think is like, there's this part where Keanu just enjoying himself in the park, filming water fountains and squirrels. Yeah. Like yeah. that was the only part that gave me some semblance of joy. Like, or even uh, that was like, okay, I could see, I mean, I would hate it, but I would still like go, yeah, but Cameron's oh, having a good nice. time. He's having fun. And then there's a whole sequence later in the movie where the you know the the two his two girlfriends are uh, performing a bachelor party, I guess. Like, and it just was like, what is what what is happening? Yeah, I guess that's where this is where the movie is all leading. I guess, but it doesn't matter. Like, there's this like again like the uh, it's basically yeah that they uh. It all leads. It's all leading to this night, and so there, so you talked about earlier this moment where he's basically making a documentary about these women, I guess, like where he's just filming them in his apartment uh, or in their apartment, talking about serious things like the time that uh, the blonde girl's uh, dad beat his pregnant mo- her pregnant mom, and right. so she lost the baby, and like while she's in the shower, and we're seeing her naked while she's telling this story, it's all. <laughs> gross but the uh while that's happening it's intercutting the scene of keanu by himself like driving around like at one point he's outside a hotel at one point a security guard tells him to like move away and the uh and i kept thinking this is what made me think that like this is all leading him to go murder someone or kill himself like that's what i kept thinking was right happen but then it's really just leading to the fact that uh, he's basically uh, the middleman. Uh, so this Daniel Sunjata's character is basically a pimp, and Keanu's character. This is what I gathered. Is and then Keanu's character just drives these women to go to bachelor parties to get uh, to do lap dances and possibly gives some uh, groom a blowjob. Like that's basically right. what it's all leading to. And it's so 
pointless and dumb that it made me hate it even more. Like that this is where it was all leading and nothing and it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, maybe if there was some clue to how these women were reacting to this and whether they were okay with it or not, but it just felt like it just felt like this moment of like, well, we got to have some more sex, so we're going to lead to this. And there's no again, no reason for it. The the whole I I like cannot fathom like almost any movie I can understand why someone would like it even if I hate it. Like I think uh for instance, I think Sucker Punch is one of the most offensive movies ever made, but I get why people would enjoy it. This I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Like people if if you listen to this and you like this like at me on twitter find me uh and i want to know i'm honestly curious like what there is about this movie that you can take away from it that is enjoyable cuz i i no. really i got i got nothing no like, there's <laughs> nothing here and there's not like yeah i agree there's some movies where like uh, my example would be uh it's another Zack Snyder movie but it would be uh, Batman vs <laughs> Superman like i can see right like i can see where people i don't like it but i can see there are themes there that are genuinely interesting. I could see why you could look past certain things or why you. Is think there a, a theme way, in this movie? Does this movie have a th- like uselessness? I don't like. No, what? it's that millennials suck. I guess, but like <laughs> life is frankly, bad. I think, but they, but it's frankly, I mean, that's what the guy wants. This is what it seems like the director wants to say, but then it doesn't really want to say anything at the same time. It's like it's so bizarre. I can't even. I don't even know how to describe it. It's. Yeah, this I mean, the only you had mentioned earlier this idea since this is a, this is a Keanu podcast. Like, why would Keanu do this? And like, I just keep I keep looking at his IMDb for for clues because there's got to be there's got to be something. There's got to be an explanation. And you know, he was in a really weird uh, portion of his career. Like, there were movies that were probably they probably thought were going to do really well, like movies like Constantine, and that. I mean, people. There's been kind of a you know, reappraisal of that movie. Right. Uh, but people did not think very highly of it then. Uh, a Scanner Darkly, people did not think highly of. The Lake House did okay, but it's not exactly like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. The Day the Year Stood Still uh, could not have flopped harder. You right. know, so I'm sure he's at the point where he's just like, he seems like someone who wants to work. Uh, yeah. Even if a movie is bad, he's like, well, I got nothing else coming down the pipeline, so I better do this. And then right after this, which you'll talk about on your next episode, he kind of did you know, a little bit of a passion project in Man of Tai Chi. Right. So I think that's when his career starts to go on the upswing. And then we're not very far away from, from John Wick, the kind of rebirth that, of his career once again. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's right, the only thing that carries me through is like that at least he got John Wick two years later. You know, like, uh, right. And maybe even – maybe even because this movie – couldn't have taken more than two weeks to film because, like, literally. Oh God, I hope not. Like, Jesus, at the most. <laughs> uh, so it's clear that, like, yeah, you just like maybe this guy uh, talked him into it without him ever having read the script, and he's just like, maybe he like, owes oh, him. Yeah, it's going to be this maybe. really deep. <laughs> and he made a documentary that was got that got nominated for an Emmy. So uh, maybe that documentary is good, and that maybe Keanu's like, mm. oh, maybe he'll do this or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, this is rough. I mean, it was really rough to get through. And I, like I said, I kept searching for something to hang on to. I mean, other than like looking at Keanu's face, that's really the only, the only thing you got going for you in this movie. But even like, even Keanu, like, I feel like you can tell that he knows he's in a pile of shit. Yeah. Like he looks uncomfortable. Like he looks anxious during this entire movie, like like I did. Like I just can't wait for this to be over, and just kind of right, looking like, for yeah, the exit. Like the scene in the bathroom where she's giving that deep oh. uh, story, and there's another scene with him and 
her and she's saying that she probably may have had sex with her dad. Like, that's kind of like the thing that, that there's this like, which like, I can't talk about it on camera. Keanu <laughs> just seems not only bored, but yeah, genuinely like, I need to, how did I get in this room? <laughs> right. Uh, he also looks very I uncomfortable it, uh, receiving a mock blowjob very early in this movie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the worst. And it is we didn't even bad to watch. This, the brunette character. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be mean to the actress because it's really just, th- there's no one that could possibly do, because th- it's clearly on the page where she's like, be as annoying as possible. Right. And she's supposed to be obnoxious. For yeah. Sure. She's one of the, but she's literally one of the most annoying characters I've ever had the dissatisfaction of spending a movie with. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and no one's any better, but just because she's just, but just because she's constantly, she's screaming for half the movie. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I think that's that's the point in the movie where I was like, okay, I can't buy into this because I can't imagine spending two minutes with her and not wanting to leave that bar. Right. Like, you are so obnoxious. Like, you could be the most beautiful woman in the world and you would instantaneously get ugly just because of your personality. Like, yeah, and I'm going to give the director some more credit again, that more than he deserves, <laughs> where I'd say, like, maybe he's saying that, like, he's only spending time with her because he likes the blonde. Like, that's the that's yeah. the whole, like, he's fat. Maybe. He's like a, <laughs> But again, no, I don't, I don't even want to give him that much credit. But there is one line that I want is so bad, so ridiculous that I have to say it, uh, where there's a part where he says uh, he asks the brunette, like, how many women or how many men he's, she slept with. Uh, and she storms off at the question. And then he says something like uh, he says, uh, if you strap that line of dicks together, they could walk to the moon. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then immediately followed by. Uh, the blonde saying, "God, not God's dead, and no one cares." Like, and the, fuck you. That is literally the words that came out of my mouth when the credits ro- rolled. Was fuck you. See, in that the whole discussion about how many how many men they've slept with was, you know, just when I mentioned like Keanu Reeves kind of being mean, like just kind of like. Hey, so uh, do you know their names? Like, there's right. no reason. There's no reason for this. <laughs> this is this is just cruel. This is heartless, and I don't like. I don't like Keanu playing that kind of part unless he's an out and out villain, right? You know, like, and I, I think that's something actually his career could use some more of. Is I think he's actually a very good villain when he chooses to be. But this, it was so boring, and he was so bored and annoyed that it wasn't even fun to like go along in this journey with this with this guy who's kind of a dick like it just you know there's no enjoyment yeah. here like it's, i don't it's, it's for me it's not even a question anymore of what his worst movie the worst movie that i've seen since starting this nope. it's it's this and it will always be and i don't and there are some coming up that are uh not supposed to be very great uh but it'll never hit it, it, this is the worst and it's and it's good that it's the worst because you could you know it's it's so bad that you can ignore it and not miss anything remotely. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I watched the whole thing, and, like, if someone asked me – like, a friend of mine actually texted me because I said this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, I can't I can't believe I have to talk about this tomorrow. And she, and she was like, what was it about? And I was like, I don't even – I don't even know. It's nothing, not about anything. Nothing. Nothing happens. And the thing is, things do happen, but you don't care about any of these characters, and there's no reason for them to do any of these things. So five minutes after these things happen, you're stuck there like, wait, what happened five minutes ago? And wasn't that 25 minutes ago? Right. Because and, this movie and, is so slow. And plot isn't as important as story, but this doesn't have either. It doesn't have plot or story. No. You need like, there's, something. There's no I, themes. It's Unless I talk to the director, 
and he told me what he was going for, I would still say, look, no. if, I, if I was in the room with that director, I would punch him in the face. I have no interest <laughs> in speaking with this guy. Because, like, you you paid money to put this to put this out in the world. Like, I have friends who do independent film, and I would much rather them get Keanu in their movie than this guy. This is horrendous. Like, he should have been no, – no actor who can get roles should be anywhere near a movie like this. This is and legitimately I, I, bad. Yeah, and I have to read the uh, the synopsis really quick of what they get because it, it made me furious and made me want to throw my phone on the floor. Wait, whoever wrote a synopsis for this should get an award because I, I don't know where to start. I think it's the official because it's on the IMDb also. Oh, so I okay. think it's like what they – it's uh, – anyway, but it says an existential day-in-the-life portrait Ugh. that immerses the viewer in the downtown mindsets of John Wall. I did not know that his last name was Wall. When did that – Okay. <laughs> I a think it was on the check. Been... It was on the check. That's the only reason we know. Okay. Yeah, a lost soul who's been circling the New York drain for too long. Oh, and man. the two party girls he spends his birthday with. It's like, it's almost impressive because it like gets worse with every word. Like it just, <laughs> but honestly, if you, if you, if I had read that and was deciding to watch a movie, this is a great synopsis because there's no way I would press play. Like that sounds fucking terrible. That sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. And I was right. It is the worst thing. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it's yeah. I mean, it is. Again, I haven't seen nearly enough movies to say it's the worst movie I've ever seen. But no. it is up there. It's it's close. It's yep. close. I mean, it's interesting because when you talk about worst movies, there are movies that are genuinely really bad, but still. You can see passion behind it. You can find some sort of enjoyment behind it. To me, this is the worst kind of movie where no, you watch it and yeah. feel nothing. Like you feel a little bit of rage while watching this movie. But I guarantee you, Sam, if someone asks you in two weeks, what do you think of Generation Um? You'll have to think back and be like, what was that? Uh, it was bad. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it was horrible. I don't remember anything about it. But you will like, feel nothing. <laughs> like to, just, yeah, to be nothing me, it now. felt like... It felt like a movie that you'd see at like a, a a small town film festival that was made again by like a nineteen year old, right? And I could forgive it. I could be like, right? No, this is just a pretentious some got some kid who thought this was brilliant and like uh, thought that his uh, pointless musings on life and sex are the most fascinating things in the world. Sure. Yeah, when you've but, had sex with, like, two people and, like, okay, sure, fine. I could see how you thought this was clever. But like you said, this is a guy in his 30s and 40s. It's unforgivable. Like, like, come on, man. Yeah. So that's enough for this movie. <laughs> you, like, hear the exhaustion in Sam's voice. That's – I've had enough. I'm tired. <laughs> the last line of the movie is, where's the cat? And I also – I would rather – Watch they should have made it. I had that yeah. thought. They should have had this movie be about the cat. I would have watched a movie about Keanu and this cat. Much, much easier than what we got. Did we ever even see the cat? Okay, for one, there's very, one part where he's like holding you, the cat. Yeah. yeah, very like in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, very briefly. Best moment. Oh my god! Yeah, when the cat showed up and the oh, and there's another moment where he's filming a dog through a fence, and I'm like, yeah, that dog's amazing. But <laughs> but what what is happening? Oh. <laughs> uh, Jesus. All right. That's it. Thank you, David, for uh, <laughs> making your sa- sacrificing that You're hour and a half that we'll never get back. But yes. We did it for you, Keanu. Uh, That's right. Thank God John Wick's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> You'll finally get a release. That's good. Uh, well, before you go, do you have anything you'd like to, to plug or anything like that? Uh, sure. Um, 
uh, just like you, I work for Talk Film Society. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave A. Giannini. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. And I also write for a music site called Saint Audio. And you can follow them at, at Saint Audio. Awesome. Thanks so much again for for your uh, doing your civic duty to the yes. <laughs> uh, world of Keanu. But uh, at least his life. I, I just imagine that hopefully he got at least some money out of it. But that's all I can say. And maybe that cupcake tasted good, but <laughs> perfect. Uh, all right, yeah. Thanks again, David, and thanks everyone for listening. I hope you didn't have to sit through this movie. Uh, if you did, Godspeed to uh, be, well, go watch a good movie. I I followed it up with If Beale Street Could Talk, and that was a good decision because I was like, yes. I needed to be, I needed to be reminded why movies are good. Uh, <laughs> you got to cleanse the palate yeah. after that for sure. Uh, but. Uh, join me next time we'll be discussing Keanu's directorial debut The Man of Tai Chi until then keep being excellent to each other